guys, it's Ray with Reality Baggage Claim. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody had a fabulous week. Let's see what's been going on here. I had to work this weekend, so I'm a little late with this episode. I didn't watch it until Monday, right? Yeah, yesterday. I watched the episode yesterday, and it was really hard, guys. I had to avoid all my Facebook groups. Uh, Facebook in general, and just to not get any spoilers um, for this episode. I was also, every time any of the other podcasts I listen to come up, I'm like, no, 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 I can't hear it for this episode because I don't want to accidentally, you know, say something that they said in in my episode. So, avoiding podcasts, avoiding... Facebook, um, because I couldn't watch the episode on Sunday, but uh, that won't happen at least for another six weeks. So, good times. Let's see what's happened in the Sister Wives world this week. Uh, Let's see, Janelle. Janelle and Christine are in Hawaii, and guys, I I just love them. You know, I feel like they need to get, like, a property, not Coyote Pass, a property in Utah, and they both need to live there. And it can be like a children and grandchildren commune. And they like grow vegetables and Christine cooks. And they live in this like perfect non-sexual platonic relationship, so to speak, for lack of a better word. Um, I think that would just be great. Because the relationship they have, oh my gosh. Like I don't, they're the only two in this family that I gush about. You know, I hate Robin. She can spray unicorn. Nah. (laughs) Ah, it's great unicorns. It's been a long day. She can um, shoot fucking sparkles out of her asshole, and I would still hate Robin. And same with Mary. But Janelle and Christine, um, you can just really tell that they have such a great relationship, that they have such a relationship based on years and years and years of just um, working together. You can You can just really tell with the way they are. Like, Janelle's sister is in Hawaii with them and a couple of the videos they posted you can tell that Chris that uh Janelle is closer to Christine than she is to her own sister so I just I just love their relationship I just love seeing it it just makes me happy so all right let's see nothing really else going on in the Brown family I will do a recap of all the social medias this Friday um but Let's get into this episode. Season 17, episode 2, Is There a Favorite Wife? Air date, August 18th, 2022. Synopsis. Cody continues to lash out and blame Christine for everything going on. Meanwhile, Sabin Brown takes her position as PR rep for both Cody Brown and Floral Marriage very seriously, weighing in on everything going on in the episode, even if it has nothing to do with her. Meanwhile, Mary is up at the end just giving one-liner flyby confessionals. Last but definitely not least, Janelle's family has all recovered from COVID and Cody fights with his adult sons like a man-child. Wow, guys. This episode, wow, wow, wow. Okay, so we're getting more realness. Is that even a word? Realness? Reality? Real, yeah, realness. We're getting, we're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with realness. We are getting more realness from this family than we ever have. Um, you know, we don't have those pre-planned, pre-packaged activities. Yeah, they're not doing very much, but the just the information, like the background information, and like the 
the secrets, so to speak, and the stuff that they should have been saying for years, that we know that they've been thinking for years, the stuff that we know has been going on for years is actually coming to light. So this was a great episode, like a really freaking great episode. So we start by with, we start the episode with Janelle in a confessional and she admits that Garrison got COVID and brought it home to her whole family. So he brought it home to himself, obviously, uh, Gabriel, uh, Savannah, Janelle, and then both Gabriel and Garrison's girlfriends. Lucky for Cody, he never even goes there. So of course he didn't get sick. Um, but we do find out that Janelle didn't get super sick. Um, she said it just was like a really bad cold for a couple of days and then everyone recovered. Good. I'm glad. Cody weighs in. Cody weighs in and says, I guess all my protocols worked and it didn't spread to everyone. Um, Cody, you didn't go there. Yeah, your (laughs) protocols. Cody then admits with all of his kids home, he sometimes needs a place to gather his thoughts. So he goes into the garage or the closet. And then, and then we get an entire confessional of Cody in the closet. So I have a new theory on why uh, Sobs, that's what I'm going to call Robin from now on, Sobs, you know, like an abbreviated Sobin. Um, so I have a new theory on why she needs a nanny, because Cody hides from them. Um, in his closet confessional, he uh, rehashes last week's conversation with Christine, and he admits that he isn't in a good place with it. He's shocked and he's angry. We pan to old pictures of Cody, Christine, and the family. Um, he does end up admitting, though, that he's been refusing to take accountability for what's been going on. And then he says he's been struggling to take her seriously in the past. So... You don't take her seriously. So what, you think she's just like a blowhard? Which, I mean, she might have been. She might have been threatening to leave every month for 10 years. We don't know. Um, But it just kind of speaks to the asshole that he really is. Um, He he says that Christine has been traveling and that's why he isn't there. Okay, he makes it sound like she's going on these lavish vacations Throwing all COVID protocols to the wind. She's going up to Utah visiting her kids. Now, we find out later from Cody and just from McKelty's large LuLaRoe social media presence that I don't really think they believe in COVID. Like, I'm not trying to start rumors. um, But later in the episode, it was said that McKelty and Tony don't follow COVID protocols. And then we find out that they aren't vaccinated for religious reasons. Okay, so they don't, yeah, Tony's a Mormon, but I'm not sure, like, the Mormon stance on COVID vaccines, but he's not a practicing Mormon. So it's just bullshit. They're probably like, oh, the government's trying to put a chip in me or whatever. Anyways, I digress. Um... So Cody makes it sound like Christine's going on vacations. Christine weighs in and says that nothing has changed about the frequency of Cody's visits. After the conversation, he still comes over. He sees the kids, truly has no idea that he's not staying there, and he leaves. Uh, We cut to Robin in a confessional where she continues to sound like a babbling idiot defending Cody. She says that Cody's a very busy man. And then we get shots of him running all around the Vegas cul-de-sac. 
with Robin's monotone voice in the back saying that even in Vegas, everyone was complaining about his time and the fairness of his time. So Mary weighs in and calls Cody high energy. Um, Robin says different people think he's not being fair with his time. But, you know, as Cody's PR rep, um, she actually wants us to know that he is being fair with his time. And these people just aren't tracking it. So they're not tracking it. Does that mean, like, tracking his location or, like, mentally tracking where he is? I'm not sure what she means by this, but they're just not tracking it. So it's their fault. It's not Cody's fault. It's it's their fault. Um, so Sobs, the patron saint of marriage, especially plural marriage, imparts some wisdom to us. She says that it's hard for these people... And these people, meaning Janelle and Christine, we can only assume. It's hard for these people to see that Cody is being fair when they are struggling. This doesn't even make sense, okay? Then we go to Cody in his convertible in Janelle's driveway. Top down, visor on, hand sanitizer in the cup holder, and he means business. So Janelle says that Cody uses his car as his office, which makes sense because if you watched any of his cameos, they're either done at Coyote Pass, they're done pulled over in his convertible top down sunset in the back, or they are done on Robin's back porch. And those are the only three places he really is. But I thought it was bizarre that Janelle said he uses it as his office. Like, what's his office for? Like, what does he need an office for? We know he sells guns at gun shows. We know that. Um, we know that he he's not even a producer on the show. So, I don't know. He's like a fucking snake oil salesman, used car salesman. He'll do whatever to make money. Which he actually admits later. We'll get there soon. So, Janelle admits that when he's at her house, just like Christine's house, he doesn't come home, quote unquote, until 6 p.m. So you're telling me that a man with no job uh, can't get to two out of the three wives' houses that he still goes to until 6 p.m.? What is he doing all day? Is he driving around in his convertible jerking off? Does he have a girlfriend? Um, Robin says he's not at her house. That's why she has the nanny. We'll get to that in a minute. Where is he? Where is Cody all day? I think he hides from the whole family. Maybe he's in somebody's closet and they didn't know. Maybe he is hiding among boxes in Robin's basement that we saw from the picture of her house in a pan earlier in the show. Where is Cody all day? Anyways, 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 I digress again. So we're back to Robin in a confessional where she says, quote, Cody and I have a lot going on during the day. That's why I have a nanny. So I can have her help me instead of asking Cody to help with the kids. Then she says, it's not really fair of him. It's not really fair of her to ask him when he has so much responsibilities and such a big family. Okay, so much to unpack here. First of all, she said, Cody and I have a lot going on during the day. That's why I need a nanny. So... You just said Cody's busy and he's not there all day. Which one is it, Robin? Stop trying to make yourself look better, okay? We all know that you suck. 
We all know that you're trying to keep Cody all to yourself. Um, but stop, okay? The jig is up. I'm sick of you, like, what is the saying? If you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. That's what you do, Robbie. You just spew bullshit out of your mouth and expect everybody to believe you, okay? Stop. Um, total side note, I have been trying for last season and this season to try to try to figure out what Robin's eyebrows remind me of. And in this confessional, it came to me. They look like two misshapen sperm playing chicken with each other. Like, girl, you need a stylist. You need you need somebody to help you with those eyebrows because they are not cute. So, but this is how I see Robin's house going, okay? So she has the grown kids in their room, and I actually looked up the ages. I know I've been alluding to this for the long So we have a David Dayton Brown, age 22. We have a Aurora Alice Brown, age 20. And we have Brianna Rose, which I thought it was Brianna. But apparently it's Brianna. Either that or Sister Wives Wiki is false. Brianna Rose Brown, age 18. Okay, I did say that uh, Dayton is 22, okay? Garrison is 23 and Gabriel is 20. The grown men that Cody wanted to kick out of Janelle's house are a year older and a year younger than Dayton, who lives at home. You know why? Because Dayton is a robot. He complies with his father. He complies with whatever he has to do. Um, other fundamental families, they have abusive ways of making their children comply. I'm just saying. It's a fact. I'm not trying to spread any rumors, but... Why are they staying around? Um, so anyways, this is how I see Robin's house going. We got the grown kids in the room playing video games. Close it. Close it. That's a great name for him. Close it. Cody is in a closet vlogging. And then we're supposed to believe that it takes Robin and her mystery nanny to watch a 10 and 6 year old. Guys. Guys. I about lost my shit here. We started this series 12 years ago with a young and energetic Robin Brown chasing around three little children as a single mother who worked full time. Okay. At the time, she had a 10 year old with Asperger's. She had a eight year old and she had a six year old. A 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old. And, yeah, she lived in St. George, okay? So, gross. <laughs> That's what Christine says later in the episode. Anyways, she did live in St. George. We know that Robin's family was close to St. George. So, possibly, possibly, and I don't like giving her the benefit of the doubt at all, but possibly Robin had help from her family. Okay, but they weren't living there. She didn't have a nanny. She didn't have anybody living in the house helping her with these kids. So 12 years ago, Robin could handle a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old while working full-time. But now she can't handle a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old while being a stay-at-home mom 
with a husband who's there all the time, three adult kids, and she needs a nanny. I call bullshit. There's something going on. Okay. It just doesn't add up. It does not freaking add up. We cut back to Cody in the closet, and he's shaming Christine and Janelle again over their lack of protocols related to COVID. Cody says in a confessional that, um, oh, sorry. Christine says in a confessional that Cody um, isn't like he is at Robin's. He's just engaged at her house. She says that they have gone hiking, kayaking, and done all these outdoor activities. And I think she makes us makes it clear that they are outdoor activities. Like, it happened during COVID and she invited him, you know, so kind of to keep the protocols. But she says Cody has only come once. And when he did, he brought Robin's kids. We got back to Cody in a closet and he said he brought the kids because he was babysitting. One of my biggest pet peeves is when a parent, male or female, says that they are babysitting their children. You are not babysitting. You are their parent. Then he... I could go on forever with that. He then says it is not normal for him to babysit his kids because he's worked his whole life. He says the idea of kayaking and hiking is not something he does a lot of. Maybe he doesn't do a lot of it when Christine wants to do it, but if we remember earlier episodes and earlier seasons, him and Janelle used to hike all the time, and he got really excited when Janelle lost weight so they could hike more. So he just doesn't like to do it with Christine and her kids. It says that he doesn't watch his kids a lot because it's easier to pay someone $20 an hour than for him to lose $200 an hour with the business at hand. What the fuck does that even mean? He doesn't watch his kids because it's easier to pay somebody to watch his kids so he doesn't have to fucking deal with them and he can go to work. Okay, that's fine. Great. Your wife is a stay-at-home mom of adult children, basically. And those adult children live at home and can watch the little kids. I'm just really confused, Cody Brown, about what the fuck you're Christine admits that her kids have seen the broken relationship and how he has been with her versus Robin for years. And we get a shot of the four arrives with Robin's voice in the background saying that this isn't a new complaint that Cody favors her. And they kind of make assumptions about how Cody is at her house. And guys, Sobs wants to know that plural marriage is hard for her too. Oh, poor Robin. Poor, poor Robin. Cody's black in the... Cody's black. No. no. Cody is back in the closet rejoicing about Janelle recovering from COVID and how long it will be until he can go to them. First, he says it's 10 days. Then he says it's 14 days. And then he says it's 20 days. And then he snaps his head to the left and, like, looks at somebody saying something to him. Guys, he's not alone in the closet. I think Robin's in there with him. Robin's in the closet feeding him bullshit. <clears throat> Wouldn't be surprised. Anyways, Robin makes an incoherent comment about Janelle's family getting COVID. I think she's trying to say, okay, now they've had COVID. We are wondering when they'll be able to get it again. But that's not what she said. What she said made absolutely no sense, but I'm pretty sure that's what she meant. We get a dig from Cody uh, about COVID. 
and their lack of protocols. Christine says that Cody's actions have hurt the whole family. Sab says yet again that yes, Cody is at my house a lot because of the decisions the other wives are making. So Cody says that this is all him. Robin says that this is all Cody. But I think it's really funny that they both use the same verbiage when describing the other wives. Like decisions and behavior. Because they talk about this all the time. So yeah, it might be Cody's decisions. But he sits there bitching about all these women to Robin. And that is completely uncalled for. Uh, Robin says that she loves Cody dearly. But this is not what she chose. And his other relationships are stressing him out so much that ladies, don't worry. He's not around you. But he's not that fun to be around anyways. So she's really struggling here because Cody is not is not the man she married. She said he's angry. He's struggling. She has never seen him like this before. And it's including the kids. So does that mean... She has never seen him like this before, and he is acting different to her kids? Or does that mean she has never seen him like this before, and it is including Christine's kids? Unsure, again, Robin is trying to baffle us. Dazzle us with brilliance. She's trying to baffle us with her bullshit. Um, so, <clears throat> she said he's having a very hard time. No one understands. And Sobs, guys, Sobs misses her husband because he is not himself. Well, one thing we do know is this is the truth because this is actually the first time she has cried during this episode. She tries to talk to Cody, she says, and she just gets anger thrown her way. She says, though, I have to remind him, hey, I'm not the one you're mad at. She's tried to talk to other people and no one is willing. Wow, guys, Robin is such a victim here. I feel so bad for her, can't you tell? Wow. So then we get a ridiculous, unfortunate pan to Cody standing on a dirt pile in Coyote Pass, like looking off philosophically into the future. It's just this dumb thing that I'm sure production was like, oh, okay, do something that makes you look really, like, smart. Like, his stupid writing in the journals last episode. Like, come on, guys. Anyways, Cody heads to Christine's house. We learned this is about a month after the initial conversation. Um, Cody is afraid that Christine is losing her shit, and that scares him because he says that Christine is the doorway to his kids. Uh, the doorway to his daughter that he has no relationship with, Gwendolyn doorway to his other daughter that he did not go to her really major back surgery, Yezebel, and truly who he sees so infrequently that she has no idea that anything is going on. Okay, so he's gaslighting Christine yet again. Christine has been trying to fight for this relationship for 10 to 12 years, she admits, time and time again. And he admits he didn't take her feelings seriously. And he was waiting for a breaking point in which they would get counseling. And then he says she was waiting for a breaking point and then which she decided to leave. So we then learned that Christine uh, wishes she would have left in Vegas and she would have never actually came to Flagstaff. So at that point, and I don't even want to admit this, but I felt like a teeny tiny less than 1% sorry for Cody at that moment. And it was fleeting. Guys, and I don't even know why I'm admitting that, but I 
felt a little twinge of bad for him. Anyways, he turns it right around in like two minutes, so not to worry. Um, he again says that three out of four of his wives had threatened to leave him their entire marriages. So we know that three out of four would be Mary, Janelle, and Christine. Robin hasn't threatened to leave him. So Christine flashes back to the earlier days in plural marriage where she says that, like, I knew that I wanted to live this way and she thought it was supposed to be hard and she thought that it was okay to be sad. And that's really sad, guys. Like, it's really, really sad that she felt this way for so long and just kind of just, like, powered through it. Um, Janelle weighs in on their struggle as well. Mary says that plural marriage is like any other marriage. All parties involved need to be invested. And then we have fucking sobbing Robin Brown taking yet another stab at Christine. Robin says, yeah, plural marriage is hard. You can't get lazy in it. You have to choose it every day. And she goes on to say that you have to want everyone in the family to be as happy as you want your... She, she then goes on to say you have to want everyone in the family to be as happy as much as you want yourself to be happy. And guys, according to Cody Brown's PR rep, that's the only successful way to do it, okay, in her opinion. Cody apologizes to Christine for being angry at his initial reaction, and then he turns it right back um, on Christine. Christine, she breaks my heart. She really does. Many times this episode. I want to get to a place where I... Cody says to her, and rejoice about your happiness and freedom. And Christine says that that is the nicest thing he has said to her in a really long time. And then she continues to gush about it in a confessional. Like, oh, that's so nice. And, and guys, she's, she's taking these little crumbs from him and, like, making them small victories. And it's just so sad. It just shows the years and years and years of narcissistic control that, sorry, I didn't turn my volume off. You'll also hear like pitter patters around. That's my dog. Um, but this microphone is so much better than the other one. So this is what we're using for now. Sorry, guys. Um, anyways, so Christine uh, tells Cody that the healthiest thing for them to do is for her to leave. So she reflects back a year ago or so on, wasn't actually a year ago, it was like six months ago, on Yezebel's surgery um, when she realized she can actually do it by herself. Christine admits, it, Christine admits at this point that truly knows nothing about it. And Cody brings it back to himself again, plays the victim. So Christine in a confessional says that she can't keep waiting for him to be an involved husband and a hands-on dad. And then Cody, in a confessional, says he can't let go. He doesn't know what's going on with this attachment. And that he needs grief counseling. Okay, so not only is he a narcissistic asshole, he is also being a dick about needing grief counseling. Like, grief counseling is from when somebody dies. You need, like, a relationship therapist. That's not your fucking wife. So... Cody, you fucking douchebag. These are feelings. This is what feelings are. You are starting to realize that you fucked up and you can no, no longer control this woman. And that is why you're feeling this way. You're fucking unraveling. 
Anyways, Cody says he has been on this purpose, whatever that means, for 30 years, making this a functional environment. So been on his purpose. Is that like a Mormon thing? Like you're on your mission and then you're on your purpose? I don't know. He doesn't know what it looks like when Christine leaves and shatters his whole world. So he's on his purpose here. But Christine leaving will shatter his whole world, he says. And he doesn't know what it's going to look like. And that really upsets him. So Christine tells Cody that she just wants to be friends. And that Cody says, though, he isn't in the mindset to just be friends. Because he's married to two divorced women, see. And they don't have a good relationship with their exes. So he doesn't want that to happen here. He says he doesn't want her to go around the country saying he's a bad person. Okay, Cody. So lift your head up. Look straight ahead. You see that, like, box that follows you around with that red light? Yeah, so that's a camera. And you're being recorded. You've been recorded for the last 12 years. So the world already knows that you are a terrible human being. Okay? Bye. Get the fuck out of here, Cody. (laughs) He is like zero, zero self-awareness. Anyways, they go on to discuss where Christine's going to move. He suggests St. George. Christine snaps back really fast. And says, gross, I would never move to St. George. Um, And then you can tell that truly is one of Cody's possessions. Not children. Everybody is a possession. Just like, you know, a typical narcissist. They, the only people's feelings that matter are their own. And everybody is a possession. Um... And he doesn't want his possession to be taken away. And then Cody says something really weird. And I had to rewind this a few times because I'm I'm just really confused. Um, he says, would we be breaking up if you didn't need to go to Utah? Christine responds with, I don't know, but I don't think we would last. Okay, so I'm confused. Would we be breaking up if you didn't need to go to Utah? Okay, so Christine needs to go to Utah. If Christine didn't need to go to Utah, and if Christine could stay in Flagstaff, would that give her more ambition to work on it? Is that what he's saying? It can be it can be interpreted multiple ways. It's just really confusing. Yet another thing that's really confusing this episode. So Christine explains that she wants to take Truly somewhere where there's a support system, where she's enveloped in love. She doesn't want her to see what the two older girls have seen for years. She'd rather take her away from the situation before she even figures it out. (laughs) Well, then this motherfucker, oh my gosh, I was like, (sighs) steam coming out of my ears. Cody says, that truly has a community here. She just doesn't have access to it because of you. Blah, blah, blah. It's your fault. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's your fault. Blah, blah, blah. Everything is everyone's fault but my own. Christine doesn't miss a beat, though, and she snaps back with, I don't think we ever had a true community here in Flagstaff. And he, like, looks completely bewildered. So Sabin weighs in. 
saying she, golly, she is shocked that the family is struggling to be a cohesive unit. She doesn't recognize her family anymore. Oh, booey wah. Uh, Christine admits that it's been dysfunctional for years. Mary says that when the kids were younger, it was easier because they needed each other. Um, so then Cody goes back to fucking stabbing Christine in the back. <laughs> Cody says, I have always loved you, but I have not been in love. And then Christine finishes the sentence for a long time. That's a knife in the heart. That really is. It's like, <sighs> So sad to hear because she tried so hard. But then Christine, like any other partners of narcissists or anybody that has been involved in narcissistic abuse, Christine takes it too far. Christine tells Cody that she was so in love with him for so long and she just wants to remember being in love. She doesn't need to go that far, guys. Like, I get it. I've been there. I'm sure most of us have been there. But it's really painful to watch. Like, Christine, girl, fuck this dude. Like, really, fuck him. You've tried so hard for so long. Fuck him. Then they go on to talk about um, the conversation with the sister wives. You know, this is a conversation that we've heard before. This was in one of the previews. Christine says that she doesn't want to burn bridges. Girl, I have a torch. I have some matches. I have... Uh, some lighters. I have some of those long candle lighters. We can burn this bitch down. Like, when you're ready to burn it, let's go. Um, she admits that Janelle knows more than anyone else, um, but nobody knows she's leaving, including her kids. Shows Cody that she wants him to be there, um, and Cody flips the blame. He flip-flops all over the place. At one, mo at one point, he says one thing. At another point, he says another. The conversation ends up with Cody saying that's all he can handle. And guys, this is probably the best part of the episode. Cody's like sitting on the chair, hands over his eyes. Oh, that's all I can handle for today. Christine, though, has the biggest smile on her face as she's stretching. Like this huge 250-pound curly weight has been lifted off of her shoulders. And she smiles. She smiles this huge smile that is just, like, <sighs> heartwarming. Um, and as she has this big smile, she says that, let's tell the wives soon, because she just wants to be honest with them really badly. So Cody has been kind of giving glimmers of hope throughout this episode that he isn't such a douchebag. Um, and it's like little teeny, like, just like rays of light that are like, okay, maybe, maybe he's finally getting it. Maybe he actually can accept some blame, but then he says something douchey again. So again, I don't even know. I don't even think he knows he, what he's saying. Like the wives have referred to it as the Cody Brown roller coaster and you just have to kind of ride it until he comes back around. This man needs some serious counseling. Um, so then we find out that. Yezebel is moving to North Carolina. She's going to move in with Maddie and Caleb. So her and Christine FaceTime Maddie. Um, so Christine, again, freaking, she, this girl's making me tear up this, this episode. She says um, that Yezebel needs to get away from her and her sadness. And she's been around her the whole time and they need some, they need some space. 
And she also says later that she wants them, she wants Isabel to be around a happy couple. Um, but then, guys, the saddest part, the saddest part of it. Christine admits that when she decided to leave, um, she wanted to make sure that she would still be involved in Maddie's kid's life. So she called Maddie up and she said, listen, I'm leaving. I want to still be involved in your kid's life. And Maddie says, you will always be a grandma to my kids, no matter what. Guys, guys, this just shows the bond that Christine has with these kids. And the fact that Cody can't see what a great mother Christine is to all of the kids that she raised. And remember this, she wanted to help with Robin's kids. But Robin hired a nanny even back in Vegas because they were all quote unquote so busy. So I don't need Cody fucking saying that Christine was a great mother to Janelle's kids but not a great mother to Robin's kids. Christine tried to mother Robin's kids, but Robin wouldn't have that. Probably because she doesn't trust them. Probably because she thinks they're reckless, which she has alluded to for years. Anyways, don't get me fucking started. So then we have Janelle and Mary weighing in on what happens in plural marriage when a life weaves. Janelle says they can go both ways. Either, you know, they don't talk anymore or... They, the wife talks to her ex-sister wives and not the husband. And then Mary says, you know, they don't stay in touch most of the time. I'm surprised Robin didn't weigh in being the uh, PR rep for plural marriage. But I'm sure she will give her opinion at another time. And then we get Cody back at Robin's house, of course, in a uh, home video confessional saying that Garrison called him. And Cody's acting like a little bitch. Of course, it's a power struggle between him and his adult children that don't obey him. So he's been trying to get Garrison and Gabriel to move out for uh, months now. Now remember, Garrison's a year older than Dayton. Gabriel is a year younger than Dayton. Okay? So Dayton still lives at home. So Garrison bought a trailer. And he is parking on the sides of Janelle's house. And he's going to live in the trailer as he is fixing it up and saving money so he can get the down payment on the house. Classic narcissist move. Cody shits on the trailer. It needs too much work. Blah, blah, blah. It's not worth it. It's a power move. They use, they shit on your ideas. They make you second guess yourself. Gaslighting. It's just all over him. So he says that Garrison can't be an adult and go get a place. Now, translation, I can't control Garrison anymore, therefore he needs to leave. No wonder, guys, no wonder why his kids fucking hate him. So Sobs weighs in, of course, because she weighs in this entire episode on things that have nothing to do with her. And she says that this victimizes her too. This affects her, and she's tried to talk to them, and she's tried to talk to Janelle, and they have all just shut it down. So Cody then says something that continues to shock me. Okay, so we know his political views. I have looked several places. Um, it's pretty obvious that he was a Trump supporter. Um, I'm not sure, though, if he's Republican. I'm thinking he's Libertarian, which is... I'm not thinking. I've read in multiple sources that he is libertarian, 
which is a little bit more liberal than um, than Republicans. So libertarians, basically gun rights, personal freedoms, um, you know, all of these social conservative uh, values, gay marriage, um, that kind of thing are not... They're okay with libertarians. Um, libertarians just like, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, let's just have freedom. So supposedly that's what Cody is. The way Cody acts doesn't necessarily align with his COVID views. So you would think that he would be a, um, like more of like a COVID denier, just given his political, and that is completely stereotyping, I understand, but this guy doesn't give us much good to work with. So you always kind of assume the worst with him. Um, but he he makes it very clear that he believes COVID is real. And he is a strong believer that it's real. But then he implies that some of his wives don't think it's real. Christine doesn't say one way or another. But Christine says she never said she thought it was fake. Um, and Janelle says, I know COVID is real. I had COVID. And then she admits something interesting. She admits that Garrison um, has already had COVID vaccines through the military. So we know for sure that two members um, are vaccinated, two members of the Brown family. And okay, vaccinations here or there. The only reason why I'm bringing up COVID vaccinations, guys, don't come for me is because of Cody's crazy COVID precautions. And then thank you to a Mr. Peyton Brown, who admitted recently that despite Cody's COVID precautions, Cody never got the COVID vaccine. We know uh, Christine got at least one of them because she posted it on her Instagram story. We now know that Garrison got them through the military. We can assume then that Peyton might have gotten them through the military. I don't know. He's really hard to read. Mariah, oh God, I'm sorry. Uh, Leon most likely had one. Uh, Gwen most likely had one. We know that McKelty hasn't had one. Um, and McKelty, I'm thinking from what she says and what her father says that she is a quote unquote COVID denier, as Cody would put it. Um, because earlier in 2022, when they had COVID, um, somebody asked her in a Lutheran Live if she was vaccinated. And she said no, quote, they're not vaccinated because of religious obligations. Okay, so they're Mormons. And I haven't looked up the Mormon um, views on COVID vaccines. But I'm thinking they're deniers. Cody, I mean, Cody. Wow, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> Tony, um, again, I'm not making generalizations. I am just saying from my experience, Tony looks and acts like someone who doesn't think COVID is real. Or he might think it's real, but he might think that the government is trying to use it as a source of control. Anyways, again, not. I am not spreading any rumors. I am just giving my personal opinion based on what I've seen. Anyways, moving on. Uh, COVID. COVID. I keep calling Cody COVID. 
Cody uh, continues to project his narcissism onto Gabe. We have Janelle admitting that her kids are actually mad at Cody, not because of the COVID protocols. It goes farther back. Um, They don't like the way he treats Janelle. Christine admits that they haven't liked it for years. They says, uh, she says, though, that Janelle says her relationship with Cody is everything she needs to be and it's fine, but the kids do not like it. Um, Cody calls Janelle like a whiny little bitch and demands that Gabriel and Garrison move out. Again, Gabriel and Garrison a year older and younger than Robin's kids, adult kids that are in the house. Anyways, I know I've said it before. But it's just really important to remember Cody's power moves and his power grabs. Um, Janelle, Christine snaps back with good shit. Janelle snaps back with good shit. Janelle snaps back with, he isn't even on the lease. He tried this shit before and it's not happening. And she is like not to be even fucking bothered with this. So Janelle says there's more to the story. There's more backstory. She says that the kids have perceived... Since Vegas, that Cody spent all of his time at Robin's house. And they're they're frustrated because it is obvious that he has a preference. And Janelle then admits that she knows what she needs from Cody and he does it. And it's adequate for her. It works for her and it gives her what he needs, what she needs, but it doesn't look like Robin's relationship with him. Okay. Obviously, nobody has looked like Robin's relationship with him because nobody has a good relationship with him but Robin. Anyways, oh my gosh, sorry, my phone. Anyways, Sobs weighs back in, crying this time, so we know that this is the truth. She feels like there's a lot of accusations from the boys about her that are false. She doesn't have that power over Cody, guys, and... She wants us to know that if she did have that power, she would use her powers for good, not for evil. And she would use them to reunite the family. Cody then says that the older kids are a clique. Okay. A grown man saying that his older children are a clique. Everyone talks about him behind his back. Oh, poor Cody. Uh, Janelle says that it is more and more obvious that it is Cody and Janelle and their kids versus... Cody, Mary, and Robin, and Robin's kids. Then we get Sobs saying that her kids were left out, and they're not part of the group. And it's a ganging up defense mechanism. Yeah, I know it's weird. Yeah, I don't know it's weird. Okay, again, Robin, it's a ganging up defense mechanism. Yeah, I don't know it's weird. That's an exact quote from what Robin said, and I'm trying to make sense of it. And all I can do is go back to, um, you are trying to baffle us with bullshit just so we get confused. And yeah, I don't understand anything you're saying, Robin. Absolutely not. And then Mary, Mary weighs in and dead names her child and then, uh, smacks her in the face yet again by showing an old picture of Leon and Audrey prior to Audrey's transition. If I were Leon, I'd be fucking pissed. We know that Mary is supportive of Leon and Audrey and Audrey's transition and Leon coming out as trans. So we can only think 
or we can only assume that this dead naming was prior to the announcement that Leon was trans and they just didn't take it out. And let's just hope that the selection of the picture was done prior as well. I'm going to have to look up about when Audrey started to transition though, because that might've been in 20, I think it was in 2021, but it might've been later. Maybe let's give them the benefit of the doubt, but I still think it's fucked up. And I still think they should have went back and changed that. Cause I know that they don't do all these episodes at once. They probably do a couple at a time. So I'm sure they could have went back and changed it anyways. Um, <clears throat> so Christine then again, it's pretty, it's pretty evident that she just checked out. She's like, I'm done. I'm just buying my time to get the fuck out of Flagstaff, get the fuck away from this crazy family. So Cody, so Christina's like, you know, when, okay, this is how I can relate Christine's attitude in the next scene. So, you know, when you like put in your two week notice at like a really terrible job, and everything up until the two-week notice is like, oh, this fucking sucks. It's so hard. And then you don't give a fucking shit about what happens because you know you have two weeks left. That is how Christine is reminding me in this episode. So she says that she feels bad for Cody and all the responsibilities he has. Uh, a year ago, that wouldn't have been the case because she actually cared. But now she doesn't give a shit. Um... So Christina's telling us before she moves to Salt Lake, she needs to make sure her kids are set up. We know Yesabelle's moving to North Carolina with Maddie and Caleb. Uh, she offered to have Gwen come up to Utah with her, but Gwen decided to stay in Flagstaff, which I find interesting. I thought Gwendolyn went to California. Um, I'm tr I keep trying to look in her social medias. Um, it's interesting that there are certain members of the Brown family that Gwen doesn't follow and vice versa. And they all live in Flagstaff. Um, so it's pretty obvious that she is no longer close to her family, which is fine. She came out as queer. I think her pronouns now are she, it's. Um, and she's a feminist and her views definitely do not align with the views of some of Cody's sons. So that makes sense. And we also know that her and Peyton had a terrible relationship, but I really thought that Gwen um, moved to California. So I just, I find it interesting that she's still in Flagstaff surrounded by all of them. Yet she doesn't really, she's not really, um, well, I mean, she could be hanging out with him. You know, we don't, we only see what we see on social media. Anyways, I digress. Um, so then Yezebel tells Cody she is moving to North Carolina. So a classic narcissist move and being raised by a narcissist, I get it. And I can see it a mile away and I still eh, cringe inside. But before Cody even tells her that he is happy for her, he makes sure that all of his boxes, quote unquote, are checked. So he makes sure that it won't be costing him a lot of money. And he makes sure that she has a free place to stay, that she has a free place to stay before he even showed her he got excited. So that is an aspect of narcissistic abuse. Um, and it it goes back to the condition, like, love is conditional. We know that love is conditional for the wives. He does not love them, and he 
withholds physical intimacy if they are not uh, complying with him. Um, but love is also apparently conditional for the kids here. Cool. That's really cool, Cody Brown. Um, he is bummed, he says, but he's happy for her. But then he goes back to being delusional. Um, and he thinks that everyone's going to stay in Flagstaff. And then he makes it about himself. Um, and he says that he thinks that she might be moving away from their quote-unquote situation. No, Cody, she is an 18-year-old girl that has this amazing opportunity to move across the country with family that loves her and supports her and has absolutely nothing to do with you, Cody. Fuck off. Um, and then this is probably my favorite part of the episode. So Christine, you know, a little jabs at Cody is making plans to move her to North Carolina and she includes Cody in all the various ways he could be involved and guys he is just squirming thinking like how the fuck am I gonna get out of this Christine's being super accommodating so you can fly there you can drive there you can take this you can come for a portion of it but Cody Cody says he is unwilling to make any commitments at all because he says they're wishful thinking at this point. You don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. Guys, the pandemic started in March of 2020. We are now in March-ish, early spring 2021. They are talking about August 2021, okay? So Cody says, as he's like pulling at his beard, like trying to figure out like how the fuck am I going to get out of this? He says, well, gee golly, I, I sure hope the COVID restrictions are lifted by then, like um, um, the gas stations. The gas stations? Cody, gas stations were never closed, you dumb fuck. Like, really? Those were essential, okay? Um, and they were never closed. <laughs> so then Yezebel, she chimes in and she says, just wear a mask and don't be stupid, Dad. Um, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, really? These people? Like... Um, so Christine admits that she wishes both of her teenage girls had a better relationship with her dad, but she thinks that his responsibility to make that relationship happen and it's not her responsibility. She's a hundred percent right. Um, it is his responsibility. And again, I going to bring it up because I can relate to it. That's what it's like being raised by a narcissist. It is, it is tough. It really is. And I see so much of it and I just like cringe for these people. And I feel so sad for them yet happy that Christina is getting out and the kids are getting out. But just seeing it, it just, it it's tough. Um... So Christine says it is hard for her to not have Cody around, but it is devastating for her daughters. And that's why she's doing this. He missed an opportunity to have a great relationship with them. We have Cody again saying he did everything in his whole life to be a hero for his kids. And now COVID has made him a villain. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. Okay, guys, that was the end of the episode. What an amazing episode. Next week, we're going to have a lot of new content, too, it looks like. Um, Christine and Cody's anniversary 
um, was mentioned in the previous for next week's episode. Christine and Cody's anniversary is March 25th. So we know that this is going to be in March. Also, in this episode, it looks as though we will be getting the birth of baby Avalon. And she was born on April 5th. So we can assume, given these two information, if we can assume, given this, that this was taped in March and April of 2021. So we're moving along. We're moving out of winter. We're moving into spring. Guys, I am so glad I didn't watch all the previews that came out. I am going to do the same this week. Because um, it definitely made it better. It did. What a great episode. I'm really loving what this family is giving us this season. I'm wondering, do they have, like, a different, like, producer or director? Because for before, it was just so, like, they had to have an activity to do. They had the activity. The activity was taped. It was very safe. Now we're getting raw emotion. And I love it. I really do. I'm, I'm continuing to be excited for this season. I love to hate the Brown family. Well, I love to hate Mary, Christine. No. Wow. Guys, no. I love to hate Robin, Cody, and Mary. And Robin's kids, basically. Um, but the rest of the Brown family, I'm I'm happy for them. Um, so I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the season. And, um, yeah. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram at Reality Baggage Claim. You can um, follow me on TikTok at Reality Baggage Podcast. Email me at realitybaggageclaim at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great week.